you hear um, that you have cancer, when you hear that you're going to lose your leg, when you hear that um, you're going to be in that type of pain and, and all the things that go along with that, now more chemo, that's all you have is um, becoming a better person. I'm not going to become bitter. Uh, I'm not going to become angry. Um, I, I guess I could, but that would be a big loss um, and a big mistake. And so I want to lean into it. Um, I want to listen and, and I want to become a better person. And, and I'm, to me, if I had two months or 30 years left, um, I think that's kind of like the essence of life, right? Luther Reynolds, Charleston police chief for the past four years, says he had no control over the bone cancer diagnosis he received in the fall of 2021. But the 56-year-old husband and father of two says he can control his reaction to what happens in his life. Our attitude, our approach, our openness, and our desire to get better. Chief Reynolds, let's talk about cancer. You mentioned your first personal and direct experience with cancer was your mother being diagnosed with cancer. Always a very scary word to hear. And then years later, you would hear the word cancer. What was your first reaction to hearing those words directed at you? Oh my gosh, it's devastating. Um, it's, it's still devastating doesn't get much, I don't know if I could say it gets easier. Um, I'm not the most emotional person, that's probably a fault of mine, but I have become pretty emotional. Um, it's, it's tough, it's a, um, it, it's, it's not, it's just not an easy thing to navigate. Um, and this particular cancer that I have, they know so little about it, it's so rare. Um, and it just seems like each time I turn around, um, there's more things that we have to work on. And, and, and you know, I'm a tough person. I'd like to think I am, but um, cancer is pretty brutal. And, um, and, and I, uh, I don't have all the answers. And I've always been a person who's understood my own mortality. I've, I've understood that because of deaths that I've experienced, because of this profession, because of a lot of things, because of my faith. But hearing it, um, living it, um, struggling with it, it's brutal, it's tough, it's painful. Um, and, and I'm glad that we're talking about it. I think more people need to talk about it because I think there's a lot of people that are afraid to talk about their own struggles, whether it's mental illness or, um, or, or whatever, uh, drug addiction or um, anything. Uh, I think, you know, the more that we help people to, to verbalize that, um, the more that we, we there's something um, a pastor friend of mine said through suffering, um, it's a powerful way to actually help people. I, I would never ask for that. I'm not, I'm not looking for that. I don't want that. But maybe somehow through my suffering, something good is going to come. I know that you are a man of faith. You are very open in talking about your faith, but I'm wondering, Chief, when, after receiving this diagnosis, what were your prayers? Oh my gosh, you know, I prayed that I would be healed. I still pray for that. I pray for that. My mom prayed for that right to the very last second that she was breathing. I was with her when she died. 
Um, and I know where she is, 100%. I know that she's in heaven. Um, and so, you know, it's a tough thing trying to figure out, you know, is it my time? Is it time? You know, and I hear from very encouraging people like you saying, no, it's not, it's not, you know, you know, and um, so, but we don't control that, that time. My prayer was um, to, that I would have strength. Um, I'm getting ready to go back and to do some more chemo, and um, chemo is brutal. Um, it's hard to describe, uh, and it doesn't get easier each time. It gets harder, and um, it's just it just it destroys your body um, in some ways. It destroys you know in some ways it can affect your mind. Uh, and so my prayer is to pray for uh, my wife who has to struggle through all this with me. She's never left my side. She's my hero. Um, my soulmate, my partner, you know, um, I pray for her. Uh, I pray for my children. I pray for our city. I pray for um, that I would have strength um, and that I would do what he needs me to do because I, I can't do it. I can promise you prayers make a big difference. I think I mentioned that when we met last time. I, and it, it's important for people to hear that as a person who in my surgery, I was in the hospital 40 days prior to that with chemos, and then now going back for chemo. There's times when you can't do anything yourself. You can't. I can't carry the tune. I can't. I just can't. I can't do it. And um, it's during those times that I will tell you the prayers completely uplifted me and took me to a completely different place. And um, it was not anything of my own doing, but it was through other people's prayers that lifted me up and, and, and into a better place that helped me survive, um, helped me heal, helped me mentally um, be in a better place than, than where maybe I think I would have otherwise been. So I pray for uh, that continued strength, that continued encouragement and support. And God ultimately has the power to heal. Um, God is in control of my life. He always has been. Um, I, I give that, that, that poem, um, Footprints in the Sand. I, I talk about that when I tell my own story because that's my story. And so I know that he carries me when I need him the most. And um, I pray for that, that strength, for that wisdom, for that peace, that joy um, that only can come through through and from God because I by myself it is it is it's not easy it's just not chief you have been open and sharing your story in hopes of it helping others you described um, hearing that the cancer was rare and aggressive and eventually as you said you would end up at Mayo Clinic and you would be told that they needed to remove one of your legs what is your first thought when you hear something like that, do you remember what you thought about? When I heard it here at MUSC, um, it was it was devastating um, to hear that uh, even if I wasn't going to lose my leg, that I w it would not be useful as much as it had been. So a guy who's doing you know burpees every morning and and trying to be fit and doing CrossFit and all that kind of stuff to be told. You're going to have to walk with a crutch. Um, 
if if we can save your leg and if you know we can be successful and then of course the cancer progressed and then I got the news um, we're, we're, it, the best outcome is to take your your leg um, you know I go back to God in prayers and and the only the only way that I could um, kind of get to a better place is through prayer and, and through through God and, and and he gave me a sense of peace about all that but the human reaction, I was devastated. I, I was um, in tears. I, 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 you know, I think about my job here and, and, and um, leading this department and, and our city. And um, I, I really, you know, my family, being able to, I don't have grandkids yet. I, I'm hoping we're praying for that one day soon. But, you know, being able to see uh, our first grandkids and, and, and to be able to be a part of that. Is really important to me but I don't I don't control that um, so it was really really hard because those surgeries are anything could happen you know anything could happen in chemo anything can happen in um, in any of these there's no givens in, in any of these procedures um, so I've learned to try to make the most of each day make the most of my time with my wife to grow closer to the Lord, closer to my family, closer to my my work, um, and 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 to be able to try to submit, because for those people that are control freaks, and I'm not one, my wife is, which is really a good thing most of the time, <laughs> keeps us in order. But the downside of that is I have no control, none, zero. I don't control the outcomes of these procedures um, and so I have to submit it to the Lord I have to let go and um, and I'm, I'm grateful that I have that gift um, to be able to trust in the Lord because if I try to carry all this myself it's too much it's too heavy I, I'll sink immediately like I, I wouldn't I can't, I can't do it you are committed and inspired to help improve people's quality of life so how do you approach the day every day with that commitment in mind you know, every day, um, I, I, I'd like to say, uh, um, you know, we're on the clock, and, and I'd, I'd like to think that I live with a sense of urgency, with a sense of purpose, um, and trying to make a difference. And I really believe um, in, in, I'm a student of leadership, and I, I believe the definition of leadership that I've, is my most favorite is leave it better than how you found it. And so part of that is pouring into other people. What did you see growing up that made you consider law enforcement as a career path? You know, the biggest thing that I saw was some men and women that I looked up to, um, that I were kind of kind of became role models, um, people that I respected. And when I got out of college, I was an intern in the police department. Actually in between college years and then when I finished college I was a civilian employee for a year and I got I, I was very uh, active physically and I would go to the gym and I would work out and, and meet people and go on runs and, and ironically to this day many of those same people are still in contact with me I hear from them regularly and some of them were judges and some of them were um, on the federal side and some of them were uh, local and all those same people are in touch with me now and um, 
and I, I didn't have a lot of role models and, and, and other influences uh, when I was younger. And so I, I looked, uh, I was blessed to, to come in contact with some men and women, I, I just call them people of integrity, mm-hmm. people that had the faith, people that had a very strong um, direction. And, and I said, wow, I, I think I kind of want to be like that. And some of those same people recruited me into the profession because I wanted to go federal, I wanted to get my law degree, I wanted to be um, a prosecutor. I had all kinds of different goals when I was young. And they said, well, Luther, you know, you got to pay the bills and you got to have insurance, and um, which is true. Uh, and, and they said, why don't you become a police officer? We think you'd be great at it. And, um, and then you can still get your degree. And that's where I went. I, I was very young when I went to Johns Hopkins, got my master's degree. Uh, and, um, but I, 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 that's what really drew me to the profession was other men and women that I respected. I'm so grateful for people that, um, that care about others, that, that go the extra mile, that take the extra effort to, to make a difference. I think it's important to, to build on that momentum and, and, um, and so I'm just, uh, I'm just grateful, I guess. I, that's probably the biggest thing. And I'm, I'm passionate about what I do. Um, I'm so thankful to be in this city uh, at this time with all the challenges that we have. Um, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, and because you really, we can make a difference. There's a lot of room for improvement here, right? There's a lot of people that need a lot of help. Um, there's people's lives that need to be saved. Uh, there's, there's an impact, I think, that we can have if we do it right, um, each one of us. In your um, openness and, and candor with sharing your story, I believe you would agree in recognizing that the community has certainly rallied behind you. I went and got a, a smoothie uh, um, a week or so ago, and, and the woman behind the cash register just looked at me and she said, I've been praying for you. And we never met before. Um, she said, I saw your story on the news, and I just want you to know that I'm praying for you every day. And, and she said, I'm not gonna let you pay for this smoothie. And, and um, she said, we do a good deed every day and this is my good deed for the day. And I can't even begin to tell you how blessed I was by that, that kind act. Um, those types of things happen all the time. Um, people, you know, in the hospital, I just left the hospital and there's people that are from our community who recognize me and just, said they're praying for me and, and just, you know, wishing me well and and, um, and and a lot of, I can't even begin to tell you how many cards I've received in the mail. Um, I couldn't even open them up. My wife had a rule I couldn't because I would literally become very emotional reading these cards. Churches that, you know, um, that just know who I am and, and um, a lot of people in the African American community have been extremely generous in reaching out to me and praying for me and, and supporting me. Love conquers all. Now, not everybody believes that. Not everybody's going to subscribe to that. Jesus is probably the only one that ever really did that correctly. But I'll tell you, um, there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, how, how can I be that instrument in some way, in some form, in some fashion? whether it is as a, a man, as a godly man, as a police chief, as a police officer, as a neighbor, as a spouse, as a father, 
Um, I have a lot of roles and, and, and I can tell you I can always do better. And I've learned from this um, some different ways that maybe I can be a little bit more loving, a little bit more kind. Maybe I can share some of that that I've been given to others. Maybe that's manifest in, in our culture and in our, in our attitude towards others. Um, but it's a powerful thing when you're loved on like that. It's, it just is. I used the example of my grandma when I was growing up. My mom was like that. That's what planted all the seeds, you know, and, and, um, and I'm blessed. Anything else you want to add, Chief? I'm glad we're having this conversation. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for the people in the city. I, mean, I cannot tell you. Um, I, I, I couldn't even put into words just how grateful I am for the people support um, the mayor, the council, the, the, everybody in our, our police department, the men and women here in our city, um, the people in the faith community, mm -hmm. the people in all of our communities, the African American community. Mm -hmm. um, I just make that distinction because we have a lot of division here. Mm -hmm. I, I'm telling you, I, I just feel nothing but love. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to talk about that. Um, and so somehow, I hope this brings us closer together, closer to my prayer every day is, Jesus, draw me closer to you, closer to others, and closer to the work that you need for me to do. And somehow, um, I've been gifted with more life, you know, and I kind of I kind of joke about, you know, I, I did it with two legs, now i got to do it with one. Um, I'm already kind of getting used to that idea. Uh, I'm getting stronger. Um, got to keep fighting the cancer and and, um, and do everything I can with what I have. So I'm, I'm thankful for you and your leadership and, and, and your family and, and, and what you contribute to our community. And, um, and you know, somehow, so much good has already come from this. for this episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is produced by Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye until the next time.